Lindsay? Yes. You are about to have this really cool trailer at your disposal to go some really cool places. I don't know if we're going to say what it is just yet. Maybe have a reveal episode. But how oh, are you? How there are, will be a reveal. Oh, there is? Okay. <laughs> my, my question is, because I don't think that you're just going to go to just your standard plug-in sites. How are you going to go power all of your things? I, have, I hear go power? I have no idea. So you know what I should do? <laughs> <laughs> I should go visit the go power website because they have all the information for people who have no idea what they're doing, just like me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say no idea. I would say you maybe need some extra assistance. But they have, I mean, even an entire calculator on their website that shows you what you are going to need for what you want to do. Because let's face it, everybody's needs are different when it comes to RV power. So they, I mean, you could buy one solar panel from them. You could buy one battery from them. Or you can buy an entire kit that includes everything that you need. What do you need? I don't know. Go visit the website. That's right. So Go Power, they make all the components of an off-grid solution. Uh, solar, lithium, inverters, controllers, you got it at Go Power. I would check them out. You can learn a lot, and their stuff works beautifully, seamlessly. It's just amazing. And batteries have a 10-year warranty? Solar, 25, I believe. Wow. So go check out Go Power at gpelectric.com. That's gpelectric.com for any part of your off-grid electrical needs. So the funny part about doing our sponsorship uh, intro this week is that we're actually going to interview Mark from GoPower to learn about the business, the company, what they're seeing in the RV industry. I mean, it's it's going to be kind of overwhelming. It Yeah, it is overwhelming. It's one of those techie things that Clint loves and I struggle keeping up with. But you like what it does for you. Yeah, I, you know, I'm like PJ. I just want it to work. I don't want, <laughs> but it is really cool kind of seeing not only how they've grown like right now, just like we're mm-hmm. growing, um, but, you know, the array of different things they offer. I mean, or, you said array and array. we're talking solar. <laughs> Whoa, I'm done. <laughs> we're done here. I made a joke. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, solar is no joke because everybody, I know, I can't even get through the terrible joke about solar. You'll get burned. I can't even believe how many solar packages we're installing right now. It is over It's almost every single trailer, yeah. It is. It's amazing. Everybody wants the opportunity to go anywhere and do anything. Yeah, so I think it's the we're vision. trying to help them get some of that. I yeah, think, I think it's the vision. People roll in and they've already thought through. It's not just I want to get out to a, a state park or something. They're part of their vision is the internet, the lights, the powering their laptops. It's all rolled in when they walk in, even if they're new to RVing. Well, the the. I mean, if you think about it, the amount of RVs that not only we are selling, but everybody's selling and the amount of people coming into the camping world where there's just not enough campgrounds. You got to figure out how to camp somewhere else because uh, that's going to be the only option because campgrounds are going to get filled up quicker. So... You need to figure out how to get off grid. Uh, all that BLM land, a few Walmart sh- uh, parking lots, maybe a Cracker Barrel or two. It sounds like a country song. 
Oh, it does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the dog? <laughs> oh, no. Where's my dog? Sad He got run song. over by a train. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I think going I'll, back to the song. podcast took a weird turn. <laughs> I'll just take this RV to the beach and fish, but not with my dog because he's gone. Choo choo. Oh. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> What's, what's going on? I don't know. A choo-choo? I don't I do, I do not know. I have two kids. Every song involves choo-choo. All right. Everybody, welcome again to the RV Small Talk Podcast. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. And I'm Lindsay. And thank you for joining us today. And while you're thinking about it, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, whatever podcast player you're in, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, doesn't matter. Like, rate, review, and share with your friends. We would greatly appreciate it. It's true. We even have a page on Facebook called RV Small Talk Community, where you guys can post, share ideas, share mods, share your favorite camping spots, all kinds of stuff. We really, really encourage you guys to create a community there. So hop on over to Facebook and check that out. Beep 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 breaking industry news. Beep 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 beep. I was like, what is that? What are you doing? Kinda reminded me of the old Godzilla movies. Godzilla? Godzilla. Godzilla. Say it into the microphone. Say Godzilla. Look what Godzilla. I can do. Look what I can do. <laughs> Did I guess? No. Godzilla. His name is Godzilla. So, Lindsay, I think that this is an appropriate time to say there may be some background noise in our next few recordings. Well, I want I want to know who's in this boat with me of having children doing virtual learning i have a child starting kindergarten this kindergarten. year mm-hmm. in our office by right. the way i'm a teacher now <laughs> actually his Instant teacher is amazing and i feel i feel for all the teachers out there trying to figure Absolutely. this out um so we have turned i mean our poor office was an office and then it got turned into a podcast studio and then it got turned into an editing room and now it's a kindergarten classroom and, and it, all I, at the same time say, none, none of those things that were on the table earlier in that list went away it is all those things and right okay well let's face it it's always kind of felt like a kindergarten classroom in here I mean, this is kind of a I mean, fun, at, lively place to be most of the time. Mid twenty seventeen, when most you hired somebody. That's right. Yeah. Well. So, um, real quick, since you're sitting right here, Hawk, how do you feel about starting kindergarten? Mm, I don't know. Do you like kindergarten? No. <laughs> Why not? Mm, I don't know. What's your favorite part about school so far? Uh, watching the movie. Oh. Well, we're going to cut that interview <laughs> short. <laughs> oh, welcome to kindergarten. He's, he's literally made like a cave underneath my desk where he watches movies on his off time. Um, 
So yeah, apparently yeah, and that's plays the with most a fun stuffed part. gorilla and plays with the stuffed gorilla. Uh, whatever works, so, you know. So if by chance um, you want to commiserate with Lindsay, just because maybe you also are homeschooling, virtual schooling, what have you, RV schooling, yeah, RV right? schooling, absolutely. And if you haven't just to hear some some you know interesting things going on in the background in these podcasts. Um, that's that's just us living life here in yeah. COVID times. Also, <laughs> hop, hop on the uh, RV Small Talk community page on Facebook and give me some tips <laughs> for having your kid at school, at school work, at work slash school. Well, you're looking for some specific things between the virtual learning sessions, right? For a kindergartner. It's true because his sessions are like, you know, 30 minute 30 minutes four times a day but then we have these spaces in between where he's like mom I'm bored and I'm like great I need to do emails so right uh, you well, know adults have a seven minute attention span so I wonder what a kindergartner I know, has this poor kid he's being seconds? a trooper he's doing really 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 well what were you saying what <laughs> you don't count Clint so <laughs> you're unusual get, you are not the norm get on the Facebook page and help me <laughs> <laughs> ideas for Lindsay what are you laughing at uh, here's here is my suggestion plan a camping trip you're gonna need oh, the unwind i am that's the other exciting thing what what is both clint and i are having some surprises come our way in which we'll we'll be able to do a lot more camping with our families mm-hmm. i mean i want to like i want to spill the beans but we're not ready yet but did we already spill the beans? I don't think so. But but what kind of beans? Because I I mean I want to know. Pinto beans, red beans, jelly beans, navy beans, jelly beans, jelly beans, jelly right? Beans. Jelly beans. Uh, it's probably the most appropriate jelly beans. Yeah. It is kindergarten here. Have you ever had the popcorn flavored jelly beans? I have not. No, uh, they're that sounds disgusting. Horrible. Okay. Yeah, it's right up there with like coffee flavored jelly beans. Ugh. <laughs> Just the wrong texture for the flavor. You know, they don't go together. What's your favorite jelly bean flavor? Mine's pear. Pear? Yes, it's so good. It literally tastes like you're eating a pear. Is there a pear? I yes. didn't realize there's a jelly pear. Jelly belly. Huck, what's your favorite jelly bean flavor? Uh, just the regular ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, just the regular jelly mm-hmm. beans? Jelly bean flavored jelly beans? You know what? The I, sugar ones. Yeah, okay. sugar. The ones yeah. with sugar. I think I like, uh, I like kind of uh, a watermelon flavor, but I also really like, I, I grew up loving the orange. I think right now, the key lime. Key lime pie? Right now, your jelly bean flavors are fluid. Yes, <laughs> they're very dynamic. These these jelly beans are they're PJ. Yours is coffee, isn't it? I don't like jelly beans. What? Get out of here! I do not like Get jelly out beans of here right now. Go. Yeah, I think I must have had a traumatic experience as a child. Maybe you I, had one stuck up your nose. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> probably by my older sisters. I love you now, but then was questionable. So I don't know. I don't. I don't like jelly beans. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a fun discussion. Yeah. So. No. Clint and I have some surprises coming soon. Stay tuned. It's going to be really, really fun. And we're going to, I don't know, have more camping adventures, which is what this is all about, right? If we're doing a camping podcast, we should probably go camping. Yes. I've heard that. PJ, you can come on some of my camping trips. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. In theory. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> I can think about you while you're camping. Yeah, virtually. There's still a sign on the wall that says it has been zero days since PJ took her day off. <laughs> hey, my time's coming. Hawk, are you excited about going camping? Yes. What's your favorite thing about camping? Nothing. 
<laughs> That's my favorite thing too. Actually, there is nothingness. I bet it's the bugs. Yeah, because whenever we're camping, he spends the entire the time crawling around on the ground looking for bugs. What kind of bugs are you gonna find? Uh, nothing. All right, we got a talker. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite bug? Centipede. <gasps> How many legs does a centipede have? Uh, twelve. 20? 17 million? 100. Oh, wow. Boom. There you have there it, There you folks. go. Trained him well, Lindsay. High five. All right. Well, let's... Uh Let's let's talk let's about some nonsense useful. and uh, go uh, chat with some Go Power. Today we get a chance to talk to Mark Spilsbury from Go Power, and we got really interested in in what they're doing at Go Power because so many of the manufacturers we're working with right now are going straight to go power for uh not just batteries not just solar not just inverters but complete packages and so mark welcome aboard welcome to the podcast and uh and i'm gonna pick your brain a little bit today and see what we can learn for sure thanks for having me so tell me about go power because um you know honestly it's a name that hadn't been in my sphere until last couple of years or so yeah um Go Power. So yeah, we we started back in uh, 1996, but uh, we at the time we were uh, our, basically we were just developing the brand. We were part of Canada's largest solar company at the time. Um, but yeah, we wanted to provide a complete suite of power solutions products. So not just solar, not like you're saying, battery inverter, the whole thing. So that that way the customer could go to the dealer and they could provide either a package or they have all the parts pieces to work together. Um, so we started, we started in Canada, we started um, selling to the dealers directly in Canada. Then in the early 2000s, we brought um, our line down to the RV parts distributors in the States. And that's how it's distributed um, in the US um, through those guys. And then we've just been growing kind of like uh, back when, uh, you know, LEDs were surging that, that kind of picked up for solar and there's a lot more people interested in then. And as the cost has kind of come down on solar, more and more people are looking at it as a, another option. Um, and now just things are getting more efficient. So we're looking at going, with, you know, and new technologies with lithium batteries and that kind of things. It's, it keeps evolving. So when we kind of like to have all the pieces of the puzzle and they all got to work together to make the RV right. experience. That's, that's one of my favorite off. things about a company like what, like GoPower, what you guys do is that um, it really is. If I order a system, it's been worked out. It, the, the engineering has been yeah. done. I, I can trust it. It just needs to get into my rig. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it, like the, really the only thing we don't provide will be like the die core for like, or the Sikaflex, whatever you use for the mounting the panel, right. the, the, the sealant, everything else is in there though. Um, and then, the, and it's all meant to be, um, so you can install it yourself right. if you want, but if you're not necessarily comfortable with installing, say a panel on the roof and drilling holes, you could have your dealer do it or for me, like, and it's still mm-hmm. tricky, but if you're not totally electrically inclined for like tying into your breaker panel and putting that stuff, you go to a, sure. you know, a dealer and professional installer to do it. But yeah, it's all okay, there. So recently in recent times, it just kind of feels like, you know, we were approaching the lithium ion and solar yeah, uh, apocalypse is a wrong word. Uh, you know, it's a coming of age or something like that. It feels like we've yeah. been approaching that in the RV industry. And then this year, with all the influx of new RVers and all that, 
it seems like since January, February, I see in the forums and, and hear customers come in. It is the number one topic right now besides can I get an RV? Can I find an RV to get? The, the well, very next yeah. thing is <laughs> tell me about lithium. Tell me about solar and, and whatnot. Has it felt the same to you as a manufacturer that that you've you've just yeah, kind of like, jumped in? Yeah, I'm just I'm surprised how fast is the lithium has taken off. It's just like even talking with our VOEMs, like they you know they, we had lead acid batteries and we had AGM batteries. Even getting to look at including a battery was hard, and they've kind of like skipped the whole AGM and they're jumping right into lithium, um, which is neat. So they're, they're they I think part of it for them is like we can get into lithium but they like it the fact that you know you the battery can sit on a lot it's going to drain it's not going right. to hurt the battery and it's going to last a long time so they're not worried about having you know upset dealers with thinking they have dead batteries but they when they really don't right lithium. right so, um, so i mean, I mean then, in a nutshell yeah, sure. what kind of is driving the conversation that you're hearing from the RVers, whether they be old school, they've been doing it for decades, or they're coming in. What's kind of driving the I need to I need to explore lithium? Yeah, well, I think it like it's kind of had its own snowball effect. I think everybody's kind of learning about it and getting on it. But like they they are expensive, like compared to regular batteries, mm-hmm. they're more expensive. But they the lifespan is just so much longer. Right. Um, so like. I give people an example of like lead acid and AGM batteries. You should get roughly 200 give or take cycles of draining it and recharging it and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So like even, even for people, say you go out 20 times a year, those batteries should last you 10 years if you maintain them and take care of them. The problem is that without solar, you know, maintenance, they, they don't. And so they sit there and they sulfate right. and they die and you get a couple of years out of them. So with, uh, same sort of math with the normal, like say your average lithium setup, you should get about 1500, if not more cycles of training it completely down and recharging it. So if you go 20 times a year, that's like 75 years right? of time. So like they're going to, they're going to last back. forever on your RV. Uh, yeah. Right. And then you don't have to worry about the water levels and messing around. They do have a couple uh, things about them. You got to watch the temperature. Um, they don't like being recharged when they're below freezing. So being that they're more of an expensive battery, a lot of people won't put them on the tongue of a right. travel trailer anyway, or if they do, you're sure. locking it down. Um, so you might move it inside to help keep it from freezing, but there is a ways around that. We right. can get into right. later if you like, but um, so yeah, like having that, like, and then being able um, to just not worry about you killing the battery, I think gives people a bit of peace right. of mind. The other thing, like, even like I was saying, of joining the club, I had, I could put in our AGM batteries or I could go lithium. I, I decided sure. to go lithium, but like doing the comparison, like I have like four, six volt batteries. Um, I'd have like 400, just try 450 amp hours with two of our two fifties lithiums. I have 500, but the weight saving is like almost like 230 or 240 pounds less weight going with lithium. So if you're, you know, if you only can add, like a thousand, like mine, I can only add like a thousand pounds right. of stuff. That's a lot of weight to tie up in batteries Absolutely. that I don't necessarily want to do. I mean, so, it's, it's lead and it's distilled water. Those are not light things. <laughs> yeah. 
No, no, right? So, yeah, and then never having to worry about it once it's oh, in man, there. it's free. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, um, that, yeah. Is a, that is something that kind of comes up fairly often in the discussions is there's so many high points to moving to lithium, but that charging below freezing. Well, here you are a Canadian company with lithium <laughs> yep. technology and it's exploding for you and you just installed it into your rv so what are some of the things that you would say yeah but this cold charging thing is really a non-issue if you just think this way what should they be thinking well yeah like if one if they're they're able to put it inside like sorry, the pass-through compartment or somewhere some people have like um their venting go through it uh-huh. to keep it warm so that like from the the, the furnace uh, exhaust and all that kind of stuff to warm it up or there is um you can get like peel and stick or battery blankets if you are in those climates where you are going out and it is below mm-hmm. freezing but to be honest like uh, we're with kids and stuff i'm not going out too many times when it's below right. freezing out there rving it's going to be during sure. the warmer months so it's like generally it's a non-issue for my situation but if you are going out like say hunting or doing something like that there is ways around it you just got to put on a, a heater yeah. blanket just on be mindful and most of the installs that i've seen yeah. uh whether it be from the factory or here in house when we when we move someone from a lead acid or an agm to lithium we generally do relocate inside the cabin right and so if it, things get cold and your your rvs in storage you just make sure when when you see that coming up on the radar you just go and turn on the heater or the space heater something some sort of heating mechanism that heats the cabin just and you're warm go- it up. golden yeah 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 exactly what we're seeing for the like kind of like the next wave of lithium too is there'll, there'll be some advancements and stuff where they'll have like a winter mm-hmm. mode or like a, a way to be able to save save a little extra power in there so that the, the batteries are getting the, we can get into lithium yeah. how it you know it's a little bit different how it charges but you want to make sure there's a little bit of um capacity reserved in case you have run it down so that you could bring your slides in or, or right. that kind of stuff without actually killing the are battery. these kind of um, smart technologies uh, that the industry is going to be moving towards with their batteries yeah i think so in the next couple of years it's just lithium's just rolling like right now it's you know if you can get one you're lucky it seems these days like there's just there's so many people wanting to get go that way but yeah it's gonna get smarter and smarter as we get along with yeah it, right um we're looking at, at all of that for the future. okay so i'm gonna jump a little bit i may come back to lithium because it's such a big sure. thing yeah, yeah let's move over to solar which one kind of came first which one's the chicken which one's the egg for go power <laughs> solar or uh or definitely okay. solar uh def- that's like uh we have our our, our we, i call it like my big mac mm-hmm. not just you know name one out there but that's our main product um the uh the overlander kit it's it's now our it's 190 watts and solar is kind of funny because it's rated in watts but we don't really care about the watts we really care about how many amps right. it okay. creates so it it's like a 9.3 amp battery charger whenever it's light out in, in ideal uh-huh. conditions, right? So when I first started, the same physical size panel would have been just over a hundred watts. So the technology's gotten better. And what we basically retail it for for now is what we used to sell to the distributors mm-hmm. back in the day. So the cost has come a ways, and the technology is getting a lot better. Um, so that that was definitely kind of our, our, our what we're known for is more solar because it's kind of funny too really all of our products are really the ones that people hide away. You don't really mm-hmm. see much other than, you know, like the side profile of a solar panel or like the solar controller or an inverter remote and everything else is kind right, of tucked right. away somewhere. So 
um, definitely solar and, and like as with the emergence of LED, like I was saying, that made RVs a lot more efficient. So because lighting used to draw right. a lot of power, now it's nothing. So in an RV now, like we can we can pretty much run everything um, except for the air conditioner for, for for long periods anyway, off solar battery inverter, right? No problem. And e- even um, refrigerators now, a lot of kind of like one of the movements is going the twelve to, volt compressor refrigerators, uh, twelve volt refrigerators. Yeah, like I've seen some. You know, 10, 11, 11 cubic foot ones that are pulling less than three DC amps an hour. So you pair that up with a solar panel, you're going to be offsetting Absolutely. all of that and then some, right? So it's been a big move doing that all as right. well. So, and therein lies the next component that is pops up on, on people's radars and newbies, they learn this all in one and they come in, they say, I want lithium or I want solar. And then they go down the rabbit yeah. trail. Well, you to do what you want, you kind of need these other two parts of the triangle that brings us, us to the, yeah. the inverter, which there's so many different yeah. sizes and you, your 3000 watt inverter is um, first off, it's a beast in performance, but it's impressive to look at. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah, it, it's been, it, it took us a while. Those, the, the two and the 3000 were a little, uh, I guess a labor of love. We wanted to make sure obviously when they come out, they, they, they got to uh-huh. work um, and they got to be as good, if not better than anything else that's out. So it took us a while and we've got some cool features, I think in those two that kind of stand out with it. Like it's funny, funny. I always call it, we put little love handles on it for one, like that's just cause it's really just when you're mounting the thing, but it's never like you have a right. ton of space and I can drop it on and you got to be upside down or on your side and work on it. And you don't want to drop the thing, but um, the say for 3000, for example. So these, these are both uh, pure sine wave mm-hmm. inverters. So I guess to back it up a little bit, what's an okay. inverter. Yeah. Let's get some education. Uh, yeah. An inverter, it converts battery power into AC household power. So, when you want to run all your AC, like kitchen appliances or, um, you know, have your outlets work in your RV, you need to have an inverter put in. Everybody has a converter, which does sort of the opposite. It takes your shore power, your park power in and converts and charges your batteries and allows power to pass through to your outlets mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but the inverter then takes the battery and goes the other way. So a uh, 3000 watt pure sign inverter I, I mean, I'll stop there again. There, there's, there used to be a thing or more inverters called modified sine wave and then pure sine wave. Um, basically the power they create, the modified sine waves, um, there's, they're just a dirtier signal uh-huh, of power. Right. There's not as many steps in the wave to make it clean like what you right. got out of your house. So back in the day, the, the pure signs were a lot more expensive, so less people would go to them. But as, you know, flat screens and lithium batteries and, you know, electronics and stuff came out, more and more people were moving to pure sign just because it's right. more efficient. So in the, most installs we see today, most people are using. So I kind of compared so, that to the old know, uh, construction job site generator. It's, it's kind of dirty power yeah. and is noisy, but an in- inverter generator is cleaner power and quieter, yeah. more efficient. It's the yeah. same, same sort of development. Exactly. For in an RV, you want to have really pure sine waves is the way to go. So sort of that figured out. Yeah. Having a, um, a 3000 watt inverter in your RV that really can run pretty much everything you right. can throw at it. Um, so it, 
like I tell people when they're trying to figure out what size of inverter to go with, um, if you're just wanting it to, you know, to charge your like electronic toys and phones and stuff, you don't need necessarily right. a big one. Um, but if you want to run a microwave, that's usually like the starting point. It's like, um, and if it's a regular microwave, you usually need about a 1500 watt inverter to do it. If it's a convection, you usually need a 2000 mm-hmm. watt and a 3000 is just, a little bit bigger, you can run more things at the same time and not worry about tripping okay. breaker to, if okay. you're overloading kind of thing, sort of where it goes. Um, so it's actually got a couple other features too, where on a 30 amp coach, say for example, hi there. Hi. Um, <laughs> Mark, this is Lindsay. It has, uh, hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I was just going to say on this uh, inverter charger, a couple of the features it has. So, um, normally when you want to turn, if you wanted to run your air conditioner off of, usually you want to, you're say running off a generator, uh, usually you need a 3000 watt generator Minimum, to right. do the job, um, to fire the compressor over. Now you can get, like we were saying, those little smaller 2000 watt generator, plug that in. And when it goes to turn the air conditioner's compressor on, the inverter knows it doesn't have enough it power. Kicks up. So it momentarily will convert mm-hmm. share power and fire the load and then shut itself back off again. So like I was saying, we can run everything in the RV, even really the AC, but at least when we do it, you can do it with a smaller Jenny if you're going to do it sure, a sure. lot. Right. Um, and then on bigger coaches, um, it has, this is where it gets techie, but uh, two legs of 50 amp uh, pass through. So on a 50 amp breaker panel, there's really 50 amps on one side, 50 amps on the other side. So there's a hundred amps there. And most inverter chargers, you normally would, wire in a sub panel for just the loads the inverter could run because most other inverter chargers can only send 30 amps right. aside um, where ours can do a full 50 so um, it really you don't have to do that extra work to put in the sub panel and messing around so that will help speed up the installation sure. process and just makes it lot. these can take a little while to install so that helps speed up that right. because of right. that feature. so um if i if i um, may um I've yeah, I've please. looked at some of the stuff on your website, some of the educational stuff, but also you have a worksheet that helps people to kind of break down their needs and how to understand some of the yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess if I if I were to start off, and we deal here at Princess Craft some some small, really nimble trailers and all that. So so let's kind of frame okay. it there and the lighter weight, smaller, nimble camping trailers. Maybe even some of our off grid kind of stuff not going to be running a whole lot of stuff but it's texas so we do have right. air conditioners and all that um if we were to say how do i figure out starting off point solar how much solar i might need to a lot right right yeah so like either on our website there's definitely so there's a there's a worksheet or we have a, our solar calculator that can help you figure that out but basically yeah like a lot of people will come in and say okay i got a 30 foot rv how much right. stuff do i need I'm like well it's sort of everyone's a little different. Cause like you could be like me, I got five right. kids. So like I may be drawing more power than the average couple does. So you really kind of have to do a little bit of homework and math to figure out what right. your, your usages are. And then that sheet will help guide you basically through it. And then once you do that, it'll spit out a, a, how many amp hours you're, you're planning to use per yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Roughly. Right. And then it'll tell you, okay, well, these are the kits right around mm-hmm. the amounts that they'll generate per day if you're wanting to offset it and kind of like what the amount of batteries to go with it. So it's sort of like, I can give you all the solar you really need, but if you don't have the, the gas the battery capacity, like the, the big uh-huh. battery bank to match it up, you're still going to have issues. So you kind of got to work that together. Um, so for ex- like, 
I generally find like, um, like uh, if you're just doing 12 volt, like you're going to go for a weekend and stuff, the R190 panel, um, and I, and I put it as like, if I'm going the average RV or if the RVing seasons, like from the beginning of May to the end of mm-hmm. September, say you should get at least about six hours of usable light throughout the course of the day that usually offsets what the average couple will draw um, just with 12 volt and they'll be able to replenish that when they want to do more, like having an inverter and, and, and going out longer is where you need to look into adding more solar. Okay. The rest. Is there a phone number that's advertised so that you can just call go power and say, help me figure out what I need. There is definitely uh, what is it? So we do uh eight, six, six, two, four, seven, sixty five. So it's easy to find on our, your website too. I go bet. Power number? Just, you just call you website, up and yeah. say, Hey, um, I want to run this, this, and this. Will it work? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. So like, or, or, but definitely try to use the, the calculator too. So you get to you wrap your head around how it really <laughs> yeah, works. So you too. don't have a save, 45 save a minute wait time. <laughs> Right. No, I hope not. Yeah. Like lately it's, it's definitely been really busy. Um, but hopefully this time of year, people are out enjoying their RVs yeah. too. So. so by the way, PJ just joined us. Welcome yes. PJ. <laughs> and I'm full Hi. of questions. That's, that's what I do. By our um, way. Yeah. So um, this just popped in my head. We know Lance is working with you. We know, um, I yeah. believe Force River has a few lines working with you. Uh, just, just a, mm-hmm. a little scope. Who is working with Go Power right now? I imagine it's too many to recall. Well, yeah, there's, there, I'd say there's probably like a hundred plants or oh, so. Man. I think just to uh, in the pre-wire side of it, I like to say like one in three RVs being manufactured has some kind of pre-wire for solar for Go Power. So that's a sure. pretty good thing. Um, but yeah, there's, there's yeah, so many different plants that do different lines of forest river, but then um, like Airstream, mm-hmm. Lance, uh, Tiffin's, Thor's. Those are some pretty nice some trailers. Yeah, yeah. Pretty nice brands there. Oh yeah. So that, but like there's, there's so many different ones within. So a lot of, a lot of them at the very least will do some kind of pre-wire program to get that going. And then they'll have some models that'll have. So now that brings well. me back to, an, to another point that you made earlier, another comment you made earlier. Okay. You're a couple with five kids. Yeah, I believe it. They stay outside. (laughs) And and you just joined the ranks of an RV owner. What did you get? It's an older one. It's an 09 uh, Jayco, J Feather. So it's just like a little 20 foot guy. So for where where I'm at on Vancouver Island here, um, a lot of the roads and a lot of the parks, it's hard to take larger in my yeah. opinion and i didn't want to go big too early but a lot of where i want to go i want to go a little bit off the beaten Absolutely. path so i can do some rving off grid um and it's hard to get bigger trailers sometimes into those spaces so um that's my little guy but yeah very good. very good the things that come to mind when we talk about solar is one of the questions i have is why is go power any different from any other brand because you know what Everybody looks on the internet, tries to figure out yeah. what's the cheapest way I can do this. Now, you guys have made it you, easy, yeah, you, but they're still going to compare price. And I, I haven't done it. So I don't know. You could be the cheapest and you could be the most expensive. What's the right? What's the difference? I, I don't think we're, we're definitely not the cheapest. There's always going to be always, something yeah. out there. But there's usually there's reasons for it. Like solar is kind of finicky. There's lots of different grades of cells that you can really? buy. Um, yeah. It, the, the, like 
there's there's some that are not meant to be in certain sizes that they use or like even more for the flexes that we see out there you're not really supposed to use the traditional cells and flex panels things like that but um and just the efficiency so like you could get a panel that's a lot less expensive but it's like five years old tech compared to what's out now so it's sometimes maximizing your space is a, a big thing for you but one of it's like this is our 24th year doing this as go power so a lot a lot of solar warranties you'll find are 25 year warranties but i i've had companies that came into the space that are offering 100 year warranties and then they were gone in right. a couple of years <laughs> like, let's be realistic what here do you, what do you do yeah, yeah. so like i it, Generally, though, if it is an industrial solar panel, it's got a good junction box on it. Um, you don't see any uh, issues with the, the glass on the front with like the uh, um, mounting material coming through, which I've seen. Um, mounting material coming then, through. What do you mean? Well, like the, to the glass, like sometimes they're, they're not put together. very So the well. glass doesn't cover um, all like the wires and things underneath? Well, just there's gaps on the sides oh, of the, the, the glass. It's not okay. right. Um, that can be an issue. Um, but if the panels are fairly industrial and they're, they're, uh, there's, there's a good, what, uh, I'd say five or six brands out there like ourselves, that are, they're doing a good job with it. But if something you, you haven't heard of before and if something goes wrong, is that company going to be around? Is it hard to get? stuff like that, where most of the RV dealers across North America work with us. And if there was an issue, they can usually get it next day, help you out if you're in the shop or expand to our system relatively easy. Um, so that's the solar part of it. But then the other pieces of the puzzle are like the solar controller. So I was saying like, that's like the brains of the system. Um, and our 30 amp controller is a, is a UL product. Um, we're, we're we're definitely advocating that, you know, we move to that direction because there's a lot of solar controllers out there that like really a solar system is meant to be in a stationary spot monitoring, say like a, a pipeline or, or a gas, something right on like a radio repeater or something. It's not meant to be bouncing down the road in an RV. So a lot of these controllers really aren't designed to take that kind of ah, wear and tear. And you don't want to have that. wires popping loose that have that are generating power inside your RV's walls, like little things like that to look for. Um, another one is uh, we see some in it less expensive controllers that are positively grounded for they're meant to be for like rural electrification in you know third world type developments, but people don't know. So like if you had that hooked up to your RV and you go to ground the negative say to your chassis and it's really opposite, you can now we've electrified your right. RV. So it's just little things like that on the solar to look for. So unless you're um, an electrical engineer and you really know what you're doing, <laughs> go with somebody who works with RV solar systems. Oh, right? I think we lost him. Did we lose you? Are you gone? Is Mark? my talking that bad? Mark, you there? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm we're sorry. Back. We uh, we <laughs> lost internet on our end. Oh, usually it's me. Okay. Well, can we just blame like, you anyway? It's not you. It's computer. us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I was all for blaming him. Okay. But Basically, what you're saying is that if you're not really an engineer and you can tell the difference between controllers and and the 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 panels, how they're built, yeah. and all of how they're engineered. Probably your best bet is to go with one of the ones that are really marketed for RVs, right? Right, right. Like even even ours has a setting 
for RV is really built into it on our controller. Like most solar systems and solar controllers that work like, you know, the idea is that you know how much it's monitoring or running. So it does a daily cycle up and down. It's very consistent where like a lot of it's for RVers is like it's good. The RV is going to sit in the driveway for four or five days, not being used just sitting there. And then you're going to go out and hammer it and beat up the batteries pretty bad on the weekend. So there's a setting on there that if you know that you're going to be using a lot of power that night, you can actually drive a little bit more into it for a half an hour to kind of really beef it up versus sit Ooh, letting the battery sitting. A booster. Floating. So it's kind of a nice nice thing too and yeah, <laughs> a little like booster even now the controllers they have um a bluetooth chip in them so if you you know if you're one of the art type of rvers that you know wants your phone to work <laughs> for me i don't even want it to be connected but if you want to be out there and you want to be able to see everything on your phone you can and you can control it that way as well um it's also got a a neat kind of little uh like amp like kind of like trip counter it's kind of like your vehicle speedometer where it counts so it'll tell you how many amps were generated um out on your rving oh, yeah. RVing weekend or however long you want to leave it for which is kind of neat so you can make sure it's working at least and you're not you know not getting too much shade mm-hmm. during the day that kind of thing it'll all oh, that, that sounds really fun well you know all of this leads me to more practical questions of course probably because sure. it, it really does uh, get confusing when you get into the details of solar. Uh, but really, most of us just want it to work. Yeah. But when we're right. working with right. customers, they see how much it costs from the factory. And guess what? The first thing that hits their brain, how can I save money? Back to the last thing that I asked you about buying online. I mean, I had someone ask me just this morning, okay, I'm thinking putting in a solar panel and an inverter Mm -hmm. it's probably not that hard i could probably do it myself it's not that hard is it Mm -hmm. and and i looked at him and how do i answer that yeah how do i answer that um, yeah to someone if if uh, solar so the hardest part that's uh, about installing solar is really is running all the wiring through the walls to get to like from the roof to where you want to have the solar controller and ideally a spot you're going to have access to looking at it occasionally. And then from there to the battery. So that's why it's great if the RV OEMs are pre-wiring mm-hmm. it, then that hard part is done already for you. And then you just got to mount the panel up on the roof. So if you're not comfortable with drilling holes in your RV roof, then that's, yeah, you, you get a, a professional to do it. Cause ideally you want to hit some, some solid spots in there. So it's got a good anchor point. Um, and then, yeah, mounting the controller is not too hard. You are you have to cut a little hole in the wall somewhere. So, like, on an older trailer like mine or most most trailers, um, if it isn't pre-wired, you can use the RV's fridge vent to bring the wiring inside because it's already plumbed to get it kind of down and around. And usually around the fridge, there's usually a cavity along the side of the fridge where you can mount the solar controller and then from there to go to the battery. Um, so if you're capable of doing that, that part's probably the, the easiest part. Um, it's really simple. Solar is just solar panel to controller to battery. Simple. Um, if you're wanting to install an inverter charger or an inverter, that can get a little trickier when you're tying into your RV's electrical panel. So if you're not confident on that one, that's where I would definitely get some help with it. Um, some people will like you could run an inverter directly to your battery. If you just wanted to um, say 
run your cell phones and small stuff, you can plug directly into the inverter. But if you want all your outlets to work and it all to be like one button touch, you know, real simple, then that's where you need to have it installed by someone who knows how to yeah, wire it up. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of seeing the way things are going from a battery perspective. You know, most of the time people start off with their lead acid battery, you know, the, the one that you have to maintain. Yeah. And then for the longest time, your decision from there was move towards something more like an AGM, something that is maintenance free. Yeah. But because lithium has so many high points, I see maybe in the future, it's not going to, AGMs is going to kind of fade in the conversation. Well, maybe like, yeah, like, like I, I still look at it. Like, like if you don't, if you're not using, like if you're not a huge off grid person, but you would maybe go uh -huh. for the weekends here and there. And if you have the weight and you have the space, you can, do it with AGMs like it's just the same um like what is it the we have a, a 100 amp hour 12 volt um AGM battery i think they're 60 or 70 pounds each um so to give you an example our um 250 amp lithium is about i think it's about 70 or 80 pounds so you right. get a lot more to it but um yeah like um, if you, if you're not going to be a heavy user, do you need to go and spend the money on lithium if it's only going to do it for the weekend? I I don't know if you you need to, but if you don't want to replace batteries and you don't and you, and you don't want to worry about the weight and you want this thing forever, you know lithium's kind of the way to go. Um, but it is a, a bit more expensive, so something to save you money though. Um, if you guys don't know, but uh, you can use your RV as a secondary home. Um, and there's a 30% federal rebate you can get back um, when you do your taxes if you put solar, as long as it has solar on it, but you can put solar, inverters, batteries, labor, all that together, lump it in, and whatever your bill was, you can write off 30% of the cost of that. Here in the U.S.? So, yeah. Because yeah. it's, so yeah, it's because start, it's, it's a second home. It's, I, I can send you guys a link, but it, it it's starting to go down as the years right. go on, but um, it's still going to be 20 five to 30 percent somewhere in there so which is kind of a nice thing so like especially if like if you're looking to just go lithium tack on some solar right. then, then, like it'll help save you <laughs> even if money, it comes right? from the factory uh I, I don't know so that part i think you'd have to figure that out with your dealer Ooh, do not put tax I, I advice on to, a dealer <laughs> no i know i think you're gonna have to add it i think you have to add to it to be able to get that because it's like you have to have a bill to show that this is the system that you uh, put on so if it's got a panel on it usually uh, that like, you or, can put on the dealer you know, you're adding that stuff to it <laughs> yeah, well yeah you're gonna get a bill somewhere but yeah like that's what you need to be able to use i to see that's really interesting it. well we'll be sure that link yeah, is in our show absolutely. notes will you email that to us so we can yeah. include yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on our website as well, but I can send yeah. you the link. Okay. So it's like a one page. Wow. So. That's impressive. Well, and a lot of people just don't know no, it's there. I had no clue. So like, yeah. you, you know, you can have access. So there you go. So then you have access to saving people 30%. So I, I have dealers that, you know, and historically, solar has been more of a Western sort of phenomenon. Like I was said to draw a line down the Mississippi River line. The further east or west you go, the more solar is prevalent in the out. Uh, out, out, out west and out east it's the mentality is a little bit a little bit different and there's more trees they're just used well yeah they're just <laughs> used to going parks are a little more established they mm -hmm. just go and plug in but out west yeah you can go to the sure. desert and go wherever right. you want and be RVing and so there's a lot more solar out there but I have dealers out there that'll put on like 
a two panel system with two to four batteries and like our inverter and then tell people, yeah, like go, go try that, use it all summer. And if you think it's not going to be enough or you need to do more, that's when we come back and finish it off and then um, get that bill. So you can write off the amount when you go to do. Yeah, we do a lot of that. And we have an awful lot of aftermarket solar and inverter work that we do a lot of lithium batteries. I mean, it, it, just provides so much more opportunity. And and even if you don't mm-hmm. need it all that often, I find that people enjoy having it because it just is less worry. Sure. It's just oh, yeah, less like to be concerned the, the about. Two, yeah, like the two main things where people have to worry about usually is water and power. And, you know, so, so it's like, and I'm explaining a system to somebody. It's like, okay, well, when you flip on your tap, you're not going to leave it running if you're off grid. Right. Like you want to be conservative. <laughs> right. And same with this, this but like having having a nice system just gives you that mm-hmm. peace That's of mind so true. that you don't have to worry about running. Okay, out of power. so what's the wildest RV you've seen with solar mm. power? I don't know. I think there's there's lots of them out there that every available inch is covered right. in solar. Uh-huh. I've had that. Um, I just had one the other day. Someone sent me a picture. It had I think I think ten or twelve one nineties on it. But uh, so just they just so what did they out. run so with like, it? What well, they, they want to run the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. So, like, the biggest thing, so I should touch Batteries on Batteries and like inverters. An air conditioner, when it's running full tilt, usually draws, like, 140 DC amps an hour. Mm-hmm. So, that's a lot. Where our one overlander, one panel, it's 190 watts, but the amperage is what we care about, remember? So, it puts out a little over 9 amps an hour. So, you need to have a lot of solar and then also a lot right. of battery to be able to run that thing for hours on end. But what what most people will do is like either, you can put it on like either like low consumption or or whatever lower power draw, run it for like an hour or two just at, before bed and just to cool it down and then go to sleep and then redo it again. And that's a bit more practical. Mm-hmm. But like before, we also had. Um, like re- full residential refrigerators, which we can run off solar. Those usually take like um, with everything else they're running, but like four to six panels, we'll be able to do that kind of a system. And then some on like a big, a bigger RV. Um, but yeah, with these RVs getting more efficient 12 volt refrigerators, that just makes the solar reliance mm-hmm. not as yes. large, which is kind of nice. Um so yeah, what else? Um, well, I tell you what, if it was <laughs> just that, yeah, kind of if system. it was me and I am filling the roof with solar, and to run the AC, I, I I'm sorry, I'm a Texas girl. I do not want to run that AC for an hour and turn it off and go to bed. That does not cut it. Will yeah, where you guys yeah. are, it's a little trickier because yeah. you, you need that it's AC. It's like sometimes. you cook slowly <laughs> instead of quickly. That's all. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, can I, I mean, can you fill the roof with solar and put, say, six to eight lithium batteries and run the AC for six to eight hours? Yeah, well, yeah, like I, I have, um, guys are dabbling in that. We're doing that now. So, yeah, like I have um, some OEMs that are trying to where, um, say, our, our 250 amp hour lithium battery um on low consumption anyway, they can get like four to five hours of runtime off the air conditioner with that just huh. one battery on, but on low consumption. So I don't know how that. It means you're not cooking. You're just you kind of sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So at least you're cooling a bit, but, but you still have to be able to recharge it. So you need, if you're, you know, if that's two fifty and you're burning 50 amp hours, 
um, an hour, you got to be able to put enough solar back on there to offset it. So it's still, it's still tricky, but you, if you got the budget, you can get up there and you can get pretty close to doing at least doing it for a so while. So maybe 10 batteries so would give you enough to have six to eight hours. 10, oh, sorry, 10 lithium batteries might give me enough well, for six to eight hours. With all the asterisks and caveats well, available to you. With, with, if it starts <laughs> yeah, out fully charged, am I going to make well, it through the night? Well, ideally, ideally they have less batteries and just bigger batteries. So like oh, if you're going to have, good point. if you think you're going to do that, like I wouldn't look at going with a hundred amp hour, say I would look at like going with the two fifties and having less uh-huh. of them okay. just make your system like I've had, I've had people quote, want me to do a thousand amp hours of, of lithium and, you know, a dozen panels and what could that really do? And it could run it for a while, but I still think you're, you're fighting a losing battle over time. It's just so much power, but you can do it for a while. Okay. So I can live on do. five hours sleep. Okay. When I'm camping, cause I can <laughs> nap in the hammock during the day, <laughs> but can I get five hours yeah. out of a thousand amp hours? Of lithium, I would like to think so. Yeah, because like you're, you're basically. I mean, there, I, so want, I want, I you want know, an answer. If, <laughs> if you're pulling out, well, if your air conditioner is drawing 140 amp hours an hour times five, then you're getting, you're, you're able to do it with the with that lithium. The problem is, you just have to have a way to recharge right. it. While okay, you're so there. then we recharge it during the so day if, when I'm if it's not overcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and he can't control the weather. How often does that happen in Texas? Let's just say <laughs> when you're camping, <laughs> have a few more, have a few more pops at night. You know, the cool. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Maybe it. that would work. Yes, and couple glasses, couple extra of wine. beers, yeah. so that I can go to sleep late and uh, get up early. Your rigid panels are American made, is but obviously pieces yep. that come yep. in. And some are in Canada, some are in the states. So is there? Comes, I mean, yeah. we all want to buy American made, right? We all want to buy things that are made right here in the U.S. as much as possible. Or Canada. Or Canada. Or, or Canada. We'll support yeah, yeah, Canada. Yeah. Where he's sitting. In a, so is there a solar panel that doesn't use any parts from China that you know of? Um, is it something that, that well, I, it's hard to that's say. out there? Like there. Yeah, like there's like they're, the, they're mostly everything's either mostly assembled. I think some of the. Um, the like there was the other thing is too like in in solar like and in RV twelve volt really like the panels we're making are is like a drop in the bucket for what solar panel manufacturers really want to do they want to make large grid tie you know like solar yeah. farm type panels where they're they're making you know right thousands. Where they can right. Get government contracts. right 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 of course yeah we're so that's what majority of the the pan manufacturers in the states and really everywhere do um 12 volt is something that's it, we're selling panels one or two at a time versus right thousands. right so it, it's it's a little trickier so like we're now what we do, um, we ha- we basically go out and buy, sell the actual cells on the market and have uh, manufacturers build them to the sizes that we want because we can have enough of them built where they'll look at us and go, okay, we'll make yours today. Like when we have certain ones we work with, but for a lot of people, it's hard if you want to make a custom panel or, or off-grid 12-volt panel, it, it's not as easy as you'd think because most people don't even want to do it because they, they want you to make 10,000 right. of them. Or that, yeah. you know, so it's a little trickier. Um, and for an OEM or for a, a solar panel manufacturer, they want to build like a 300 and something watt panel and make thousands. So 
Um, so, so if they're building thousands the and thousands, can they make the cells themselves here in the U.S. or in Canada? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are places uh, sure, that like, can do there, that in huge ones. There's a few manufacturers ones. that do it. Yeah. So I'll there are again, maybe right? some people who actually build everything from scratch. Yeah. Here, it, they it, they can, and just the the problem too is that there's a there's a lot of little things in the background going on, but there's a lot of countries that just make so much more. Right right now that they have a better basically economy of scale way to make it so yeah so that they're doing it that way so that's sort of what drives the pricing um overall over out there but it it can be done (laughs) we try to um we try to where we can anyway well good i mean that's a good good enough answer i do not want to understand all of the details and geopolitics that go into making solar panels yeah I just don't want to run out is the main thing. So we want to make sure we have enough panels and we usually now have, you know, multiple suppliers for the same thing just in case. I think everybody's doing that. They're kind of uh, multi-sourcing. So they have options. Yeah. Yeah, Even manufacturers are doing that. Yeah. So uh, I learned a lot. I am uh, ready to go camping and have my air conditioner run all night long. (laughs) <laughs> from a solar panel. Yeah. Well, so can we please I'm get gonna, there I'm going to try. I'm, I'm not quite there yet. Um, I, I've like, I've got solar on mine. I don't have the, the room for as much, but I got the batteries and then I'm, I, so I just picked the, I just taken it out twice now. So I got to put our inverter, I'm putting our 2000 watt inverter charger in mine, but I'll see how long I can run it for and, and be able to play with that. Yeah. All right. Well, end. we'll check in to get an update. Yeah. Mark, um, what, yeah. what do our listeners need to know before we let you go? Uh, d- <laughs> <laughs> what's funny like if you're gonna get into an rv if you, if you don't already have one right now like a lot of the times um like i did, i found this out um okay i got myself an rv well guess what almost every park you want to go to is uh, full so what are you gonna do <laughs> so you might want to look at going uh with an off-grid uh-huh. system adding solar and batteries inverters so you can take it wherever you want um and it is it is doable you know, if, if you need to run an air conditioner all day long, then that one's going to be tricky. But if you can do it, we can do everything else with relatively easily now with solar battery inverter for your RV. Um, yeah. And then just do a bit of homework, go to our website, uh, use the calculator, um, help figure out what kind of thing you think your needs are going to be. If you have your RV right now, you, you probably already know what, how quick you're your batteries or how long they last you it'll help figure out you'll be able to figure out what kind of system you need to go from there but if yeah if you can't if you want some more help you definitely can call us and we can we're, we're there's live bodies here that can answer questions and things all like right that. one more time um, give us websites and phone numbers oh yeah uh so it's a gp like go powered so gpelectric.com and our wet our phone number is uh, toll free it's one eight six six two four seven sixty five twenty seven um i wonder if mark would ever want to come to a i don't know a small trailer rally that we might happen to host once or twice a year here like in texas. a tiny trailer rally a texas tiny trailer rally i wonder if he'd be yeah. want to visit well you, you never know uh, like right now I, I i'm if i do i have to lock down for a little while yeah, which, yeah. fun covid times but i do have local reps though that can also they're in texas so that i could definitely have people there well you know what that sounds awesome we love having we just love having experts and we love talking tech and just be ready for a two-hour battery conversation uh-huh. because uh-huh. that's what we <laughs> yeah, do at no. these rallies <laughs> 
as, at some point, that's I, what I'm we do. It. So it's always good information, you yeah. know, and there's always the newbie yeah. and the veteran. You, We learn from both sides every time. You know, Mark, thank you so much uh, for setting aside time to get in on a Zoom call uh, with us and to re-get on when we lost our internet on our end. I really, really appreciate it. (laughs) Mark, thank you so much for joining us. We we love talking about this stuff, so we could talk (laughs) all day long. So I hope you come back sometime. Yeah, for sure. Happy to be here. All right. All right. right. See you later. See ya. Thanks, guys. Bye. Well, technology is moving so fast, and and it was kind of neat to hear the solar lithium manufacturer side of things. Yeah, so have you dreamed up all this new techie gear you're going to take with you camping, Clint? Uh, yeah. Have you thought of a, a whole new thing you're going to be able to do when you're out a there? Whole yeah, I'm new not. World. Sorry. <laughs> Just jump I mean, in there, Lindsay. I mean, yeah. You know me. <laughs> well, there's amazing things out there that people are doing, I know, with solar lithium systems. So um, I hope some of you guys will share that with us. You know, that maybe that's our, yeah. our ask is yeah. uh, if you can get into the Facebook community page, that's RV Small Talk Community. If you could hop in there and share some of your photos of your solar and lithium setups, just for inspiration purposes. Absolutely. Sharing. We love to see new stuff. Yeah, let's so, get nerdy. Let's uh, get too late for Clint. <laughs> I say let's continue the nerdy. Okay, let's do it. All right. Well, I think that's all for today. And, you know, I don't think we have to thank Go Power one more time. They hey, jumped in and did can a we thank great Mark? job. Thanks, Th- thanks Go Mark. Power. We can thank Mark. Thank you, Mark. From the RV Small Talk Podcast, thanks so much for listening. Good night, Grace. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Here's an episode. Turtle Power. Yeah, good job. Ditto. What would you like to tell the world? I don't know. I'd like to teach the world to sing. All right, good job, Hoppy. Good job. Okay. <laughs>